Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The amount of data that surrounds us on a daily basis, it allows us to come to all kinds of conclusions on broadly based topics that would be impossible otherwise. We looked at 182 cities. Detroit ranked 182nd. Well, that's not what you want to hear. And the fact that it was about a place to raise a family, that makes it even more unsettling. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Who doesn't love a list? Sometimes they're just for fun. 10 best places to take a selfie or the top 15 ice cream flavors. But imagine this, you're moving and you want to know which is the best city to raise a family. Can you really answer that? Well, the folks at WalletHub say yes. They have a new set of data points out that they say show where are the best and worst places in America to have a family. So if you ask WalletHub where the best spot is, They'll tell you it is in Fremont, California. It's part of the state's Bay Area. But on the flip side, if you asked Wallet Hub where the worst place to raise a family is, their answer, Detroit. I hate that the world puts Detroit in a category to say you're the worst this, you're the number this. You can't do that if you don't live here. I hate the image they put on our city's neighborhoods. They're not talking about downtown. Shirley Burke right. lives in the community where I came up as a child. That right there, that's the voice of Miss Shirley Birch. She's the president of the Detroit Community for Progress. Am I surprised that Detroiters are calling foul on this list? Of course not. Nobody loves Detroit more than the people that call it home. But what happened here? How did the Motor City sink to the bottom? Here is Wallet Hub analyst Jill Gonzalez. So this is a study that we've been doing now for about five years. So updating it every year, adding new metrics if some become more relevant really looking at not only things like health and safety in terms of the best places to raise a family, but also education and child care, affordability, family fun. So all different kind of categories here to take a really holistic approach. The numbers are what they are. Detroit came in at the bottom. Overall, what happened to Detroit? So we looked at just over 180 cities, 182 Detroit ranked 182nd in terms of a place to raise your family. In those five different categories, it came in last or third to last in two of them. That's when we're looking at education and child care and socioeconomics. So that's where it could use the most improvement. Also came in at the bottom 20 in terms of health and safety and affordability. So, you know, really when it comes down to what parents are looking for, that's where it needs the most improvement. 
these metrics, there are like health and safety, education and childcare affordability, but there's a subcategory. I mean, how do you go through and nail all this stuff? There's a lot going on here. We looked at over 40 different metrics from places like the Bureau of Labor Statistics, County Health Rankings, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the Council for Community and Economic Research. So all of these different things, all existing data points, we just kind of pull them and put them into one place. So I think in that way, it's even more helpful for either the residents or for local officials and authorities to really take a look at these and see, you know, how Detroit stacks up to similar sized cities or cities nearby and, you know, really use this as a benchmark to say, all right, this is where we need work or this is where, you know, we're actually doing a little bit better. Detroit came in last in socioeconomics, third to last in education and childcare, in the bottom 20 in both health and safety and affordability. The city did score in the top half, 82nd in family fun. I reached out to the Detroit Economic Growth Corporation, but they declined to comment for this story. But what about safety? Here is community organizer Shirley Birch. She has an idea. The police are to protect us and they are to serve us. But how they going to do that if they're not equipped with enough men, with enough leadership to see beyond that front door of that headquarters downtown? You cannot just take care of downtown. You have to write to the governor, get to the president of the United States, and send more officers and increase their pay, just like we sent all that money over to Ukraine. My mother taught me, take care of home first. Take care of Detroit neighborhoods first. We used to have police walking. We could see them friendly with the neighbors, with the children. Now we have them running at the criminals because there's no order. For Shirley at times, there is a lack of respect, and she means that not from the outside in, but that some of the city's residents are disrespecting their own neighborhoods. We allow the loud music, we allow the speeding, and Zach, I'm not lying, I don't have to lie. When you can sit in your living room and all of a sudden you hear a car zoop like an airplane, that means your city neighborhoods are out of order. These people do 150 miles an hour down a neighborhood street, Dequinda. How you going to do that? That should be not tolerated because they wouldn't get away with it in Southfield, Novi, Bloomfield, Farmington. They wouldn't get away with that. But they do it in Detroit because they know nobody's coming after them. We've heard Shirley mention the neighborhood several times. That notion of two Detroits, downtown and the neighborhoods, is shared by a lot of people. But Jill from WalletHub says it does not work that way. This is just looking at city proper. So it's, you know, Detroit as a whole, but none of the suburbs or anything like that. Uh, and I think that can be said for a lot of cities here. You know, a lot of cities are, you know, broken up into neighborhoods, downtown, uptowns, etc. So I don't see that as being, you know, an excuse for anything like that. Before we move on, education was an area where Detroit struggled, and this news won't help. Today's hot weather is prompting Detroit public school administrators to dismiss students three hours earlier than normal before the heat will peak. All of the indoor after-school activities have been canceled. Why? Some schools were just too hot for kids to learn. But look, it's not all bad. Not at all. Look, 
Shirley says there are folks working hard in their neighborhoods, but again, she sees areas where respect is needed. When I grew up, you couldn't tell a renter from an owner. And Mayor Duggan had a beautiful plan in the beginning, and I don't know what happened to it. He needs landlord versus slumlord. If they would keep up, I wouldn't know the difference if they knew that you're supposed to maintain your property. You, you don't have loud parties. You go to a park to have a party. You don't have it in your driveway or your backyard. So that's what we need to do is teach the people you don't live like you're in, what, a desert or somewhere? No, the people, some of them are still beautiful, good-hearted people. We have a the block club. There's a, another block club called Yaka. There's one called Van Dyke. So we have a few around, but we're trying to reach those people to say, help us keep our neighborhood safe and clean. It wouldn't be possible to talk about the quality of life in any form today without talking about the pandemic. It changed everything. How does COVID play into this? So we stopped using COVID actual numbers in this. We did use it for the last couple of years, but things have, you know, subsided. But just because we're not using actual COVID health numbers doesn't mean we don't see other effects here, you know, in the percentage of families living below the poverty line, you know, that could have been exacerbated throughout the pandemic. The violent crime rate has seen an uptick in the last few years kind of as an indirect result of the pandemic. You know, we're looking at all these different things, housing affordability as well. And we see some cities are worse off over the last couple of years. I would say Detroit included. Now we are still looking at the percentage of residents who are fully vaccinated. We find that that is kind of an indirect correlation with a lot of these other statistics as well. We're looking at things like parental leave policy scores and seeing where that has really changed over the past few years. All of these things are kind of in flux. Remember earlier, our friend Shirley said she hated studies like the one WalletHub did, which got me thinking. I wonder where the study's limitations lie. So this is quantitative. This is numbers-based. It's not qualitative. It's not a survey. So it's not, you know, really gauging how people are feeling about raising a family or, you know, how they're thinking about that. This is, you know, strictly by the numbers. It's not asking people, what do you think? You live there. It's not, you know, going to the city and kind of man on the street taking a poll of people, you know, in terms of limitations, you know, to pair this with what people are thinking, that would be great. And that's, you know, helpful in terms of getting a full picture. Detroit is an imperfect place. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. And any attempt to find that perfect place will likely prove impossible. But Jill is right. The numbers in their data set show Detroit is the worst place to raise a child. But does that make it true for the millions of people that grew up in the Motor City? Absolutely not. You see, numbers and feelings, they'll never see eye to eye. Thank you so much to Jill Gonzalez and Shirley Birch for taking the time to chat with me today. For the latest on what's happening in Detroit and throughout southeastern Michigan, visit www.jnewsradio.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.